lift our hands and think of this morning. Oh, he's so good to us. Oh, Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. Oh, Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. See all these smiling faces, all these pretty ladies dressed up, these sisters. Wow, that's nice. Very nice. This morning we're going to be reading from Second uh, Timothy 4, 1 through 9. It's kind of an unusual scripture, but I spent all day yesterday just sitting at home by my Bible. And I uh, got an opportunity to sit back and just read for once, which I really needed to do, and it was way overdue. And I kind of got hung up on the scripture, and I had to stay with it. So this morning, is, uh, before we go to the author, let's just thank him for being here and the reading of his word. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day you've given us to come and gather around your word again, Lord. And what a beautiful thing it is, Father, to be able to hear your word preached to us, Father, from truth. And this ministry here brings truth, Lord, and we thank you so much for it because you're the one that's bringing it, Lord. Father God, we only can eat the food that you bring us. And Father, as this fruit comes forth to us, Lord, let us manifest it in thy light and to show thy way and do thy bidding, Lord. We ask now, Father, that you forgive us of our sins and bless those that couldn't come through the door today and bless those that are home watching on the Internet and all, Lord. You just touch them with a special touch, Lord. And be with them and bring them back into the fold. And Father, I was listening to the little brother this morning of all the prayer requests and everything. And Father, that's okay. Because tribulation does work with patience in us, Lord. And I'm sorry that you have to do this to us, Lord. That You've sent your word, Lord. And sometimes I'm just a little bit too stubborn. And so you continue to have your way with me. That's the main thing that I ask, Father. Whatever it takes to get me to that place. For all the bride of Jesus Christ, Father, as we get out of step, it's okay to tap us a little bit and get us back in line. Because that's what we need, Father. And we know this, Father, and we accept it willingly, Lord. But just let us walk in line first, and we won't have that problem. You sent your word to heal us and deliver us from our own destruction, Lord. And we know that, so... He said, by your stripes we're healed, and we believe that. And again, Lord, just bless all those that could make it through the day, to, through the door today, that you are blessed. Every one of you that's here today. And bless Brother Wade as he's back there preparing to bring your word. And, Father, let us give attention to that word. And I ask now, Father, that you just be with us in the reading of your word and lead and guide us and bless the service. I ask it in your name. 
Jesus Christ. Amen. Now let's see. Here we go. I charge thee, I charge thee there before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at the appearing at, in his kingdom. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from truth, and shall right. turn But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. I have fought a good fight, and I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Do the diligence to come shortly unto me. You may be seated. Bless the reading of the word. Definitely in a battle. We just thank the Lord. The battle is His. Amen. And Michael, would you come this morning and lift up the ties and offering? thankful for the drawing power of his love this morning. Amen.
awesome to us. Hello? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's sing this chorus. Uh, it shall be light about the evening time. Uh, we all know this. Usually this is our baptismal uh, song, but uh, we want to get our hearts and, and minds for the baptismal service this morning, but be praying for those who are getting baptized. You know, it seems like uh, the battle has been turned up a notch in these past couple of years. But there's a fourth one in the fire with us. And that's what we want to put our faith towards. These new ones are uh, giving their heart to the Lord and committing their life. And you know, one of my favorite scriptures there in First John, I believe, uh, 1, 7, it says that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. 
That relationship is so important to every one of us. Where we've been in the service for 40 years or four minutes, keeping that walk in the light, keeping that fire alive, that we can have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Christ cleanses us from all unbelief. Amen. So let's sing this as our brother comes this morning. It shall be light about the evening time. The path to glory you will surely find Through the waterway is the light today Bear it in the precious name of Jesus Young and old, repent of all your sins The Holy Ghost will surely enter in the evening light has come it is a fact that god and christ are let's sing it again oh it shall be light about the evening time the path to Praise. Thank God for a revelation. Amen. God in Christ, one person. Yes. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to see each and every one of you here. Good to uh, to have our sisters and young youngins, all of you, all three back. Okay, and mom. Okay, good to see you today. Uh, Brother Anderson's going to be uh, interpreting for him a little bit. So I don't want to update my computer at the moment y'all might have to sit down listen we're in we're kind of in a little rush today so we've got a lot to do uh sister beverly i know she's got a, a, a testimony but we're gonna have to wait on that just a little bit uh bring the word and then afterwards maybe if we have a chance we can uh we can do that but we got a lot going on uh, by way of announcements communion and foot washing will be immediately after we get finished this service this morning all right. Then we'll have the sisters go downstairs, do the same thing like we always do. Then we'll have the break. Uh, there'll be songs. Uh, second at two o'clock, we'll have Brother Luis will still be bringing the music. Then we'll come out and um, we'll speak a little bit on vow renewals. Now, let explain vow renewals. I guess I should have done that. Um, a lot of us, uh, Brother Dale used to do it about every four or five years. He'd have a vow renewal. And it's just renewing yourself, bringing yourself back to a closer relationship with your spouse here and uh, your Heavenly Father. We always need a little re-up. We're, we're humans. We, we need a little extra every once in a while. So what we're going to do is, is all the sisters that are married, um, and if you didn't get a bouquet, men, for your, for your wives, then ask Sister June because we bought some extra ones if you need one. So they'll and they'll have a little bouquet, and we'll all come up front. 
and then we will renew our vows to our spouse. All right, everybody with me on that? We'll all come up here, we'll all gather around, and we'll have a vow renewal for each person, not individually, but together. Brother Joe Canada showed me a place in China that got... He, the preacher wanted to get people married, and they wanted to all do a ceremony. He married 4,000 couples at one time in his church. They just kept going. We're not going to do that today, not 4,000, just a few of y'all want to get have your vows renewed. So we appreciate you, but see Sister June if you need a uh, um, a bouquet. And uh, for those of you that are, that are widows, widowers, then you see her also. There was something a little special for that. Also, we'll have a dedication service. If you want to have your children dedicated or if you want to dedicate yourself to the Lord, we'll do that also. And then we will sing a song as we go outside. Right now, there's five that's going to be baptized, so praise the Lord for that. And anyone else, uh, the water's really warm. I checked it today, and the heater's been on a couple of days, so it's about 100 degrees in that water. So so we will, uh, we will not be, uh, it'll be comfortable for you. For those of you that need Laodicea in comfort, it'll be comfort for you. Okay, so five people are going to be baptized so far. Uh, Brother Aaron will be speaking for us Wednesday night. Uh, this coming weekend, uh, the 13th, May the 13th, from 5 to 6, we will have a prayer service here at the church. 5 to 6 prayer service at the church. And then immediately after that, from 6 to 8, we're going to, have, we're going to finish our question and answer session downstairs like we always do for bible study but we're going to try to call it questions and answers because really bible study you pick a top you pick a scripture and you read it and you talk about it well we're going to do questions and answers all right then the next day is mother's day um i think since we're having that service on saturday that sunday we'll have one service i know some of you want to go see your mothers and um and have fellowship with with them but we're going to have one service but it's going to be a service we're going to have a regular service, and if I go past 12 o'clock or 12.30, you're not going to get in to eat at 12 o'clock with your mama no way, not in a restaurant. So I'm going to preach through that. And then Bob may help me or somebody else may help me, but we're going to have a service next Sunday, but it's just going to be one service, and then afterwards you can go visit your mother. But we appreciate all the mothers that are here and the ones that have passed on. Then the next Saturday, May the 20th, is our youth service. We're going to have a bunch of people here, so we need to get together about food. But it'll be at 3 o'clock on Saturday, May the 20th. Brother William Borlevon will be with us, Sister Monica's brother. He's been here many, many times. And then on that Sunday, May the 21st, we'll have just one service. All right. So just remember that. If you need these announcements, they are on the website, on our calendar. So if you have a question, go to SpokenWordChurch.com. And we just set that website up 18 years ago. Okay, so check that schedule, and we will see what we can uh, see what we can do. All right? And but remember, communion will be right after the service. Um, uh, remember, also June will be having her surgery on the 24th of this month. Uh, she'll be having a, a hysterectomy. Most of you know. And then the 15th, I'm going to have about six or seven teeth pulled and have implants put in. So so uh, praise the Lord for some of y'all. I won't be able to talk for a while. Two days. 
Remember the family of of, of Donnie's uh, brother Dale passing away. We sure, we sure he was good to us. June and I were talking about yesterday. He he was sure good to us, brother brother Donnie. So I I, I don't think we'll we'll forget him over there, and I don't think he wasn't forgotten here. He won't be forgotten over there. So. So we just appreciate him and appreciate that family, too. And also remember Sister Jill Fleeman. We went to the wedding yesterday of of uh, Lauren and, and Mackenzie and had a wonderful time. And and uh, she's struggling, though, through that cancer, and we really want to pray for her. Um, uh, you all know that was what's behind all these that we most of us have these on, that we pray for Sister Jill, and we pray. She's got both of her kids married. She's happy now, but she said yesterday she was tired. She was tired, so we're still going to pray for her. I'm holding on. I don't care what is circumstances. It's just something that a doctor writes down on a piece of paper. That's all circumstances is, so we're just going to keep praying. And and good to have Lois and her new husband, Lucas, with us. And this guy was the photographer, and I didn't catch your name, buddy. I'm sorry, but they call you Shorty, right? I know you've heard that many, many hundred times, but he was our photographer, so if y'all see the pictures of the wedding, they're always going to be in an angle. No, he actually was so gracious to He knelt about the whole service taking pictures, you know, on, on the level. But good to have you with us today. And, and listen, you're heading back up to Atlanta to go to the airport, right, to go back to uh, Missouri. So we want to pray that the, um, the brother gets on the plane. Okay, so let's, um, let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Lord, we come here in this building, this building this morning. We bring our lick of fire. Lord, we feel your presence just emanating from each person, Lord, because we're here expecting something from you, not just to be here because it's a event, but Lord, it's a it's a part of our life. And as we were yesterday, we were in the wedding ceremony, we 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 just every time we see a bride and groom walk down an aisle, we think of you, Lord. And we go to Revelations 19 where it says the bride has made herself ready, his wife. We're your wife, Lord. Now I pray that you would just speak to us today for just a few minutes and bless us with your presence. You do the speaking, Father. Heal the sick. Be with each one in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been talking this part 106 on the Son of Man. We'll just continue. We're going to try to get finished maybe about 11:15, so we can take communion and foot washing and uh, just remember all these announcements and I'll announce them again this afternoon. So in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. This is St. John 1, 1. And that word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Oh, sorry. Sorry for those of you that can't see me being one of them. How about that? That better? Okay, sorry. Somebody, somebody say something. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. 340%. That's good enough. And that way, the Word was made flesh. Boy, can see now. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And what? We, we beheld His glory. Well, I see His glory today. I saw His glory yesterday. We had fun with, with different ones from different churches that were that were uh, gathered together to, for the uh, for the ceremony, and we always you always get together with people, you, uh, and especially the bride, and you get to talking to them. They said, "Well, you know that? Yeah, I know that guy. Well, I'm kin to this one. Well, we're just all one big family in this in the bride of Jesus Christ. You know, you start talking about somebody. Yeah, I know that person. 
So that's the way we are. We beheld his glory, and I see his glory, and that's what he's looking at us today. He's looking at his glory because we are his glory. We are his victory. As of the only begotten of the Father, grace and truth, Second Peter 1, verse 5, and this is where we've got the whole, the whole point is besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, and all his temperance, temperance patience, to patience and godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. First Timothy three sixteen says that without controversy, in other words, without, don't give me another book, give me the Bible. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. And guess what? He came back into me and you. So you may be seated. The Lord had his blessing to the reading of the word. And that word, controversy, is without dispute. It's without quarreling. We understand now the total plan of redemption because God sent a prophet in the end time. And he helped us to see that what was in the mind of God. It wasn't a Baptist or a Methodist or a Pentecostal idea or mine and your own idea. It was, a, it was not an idea. An idea is something you can, you can kind of, uh, uh, you can dispute an idea. But you can't dispute fact. The fact is God came himself as a human being, gave his life on Calvary, died and resurrected, came back on the day of Pentecost, into a group of believers, and he's been doing that ever since. And he built his church on that. So as he built that church on that, man has interjected their own ideas down through the ages. And as man interjected their ideas, it's it's not made the word uh, wrong. It's made what we thought wrong. The word's never changed. The word's never wrong. All right? So now let's go to Romans eight twenty nine. So how how do you know all this is going on? How do you know that we're in the right place? How do you know that we got the right Bible? Uh, because we under we believe there's a God, there's a superior being somewhere that knows way more than me and you do. All right, for whom He did foreknow. So in other words, that He had knowledge beforehand that we would be here on earth, and He could predetermine us to be here at this time, to be conformed to the image of his son. So we've got to be conformed not to the image of the world, but to the image of his son. All right, everybody with me? Am I going too fast? Brother Anderson said I might be going a little bit too fast, so I'll slow down a little bit. Okay. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, then he also called. You got called. That's why you're sitting here today. There was a call came out that said, hey, I want you to be my child. I want you to be my son. I want you to be my daughter. And I don't want you just to sit in the pew and die. I want to use you. Amen. I want you to be someone that is that is used. You apart. Oh, pause. I'm sorry. Okay. And whom he called, then he also justified. I'm sorry. And whom he justified, he also glorified. So in other words, he finished the work. He started it, so he's going to finish it. Amen. If he started it, it's got to be right. All right. So we were talking yesterday, a couple of brothers and I, we were talking about if it had not been for grace. Think about this. If it had not been for grace, where would you and I be? I mean, listen, we always think, and I'm going to get into this in just a minute, but for those of you that are, that are, that are new maybe, uh, you, look in, you look at the world and you see, Lord, the thing that happened in Texas yesterday and 
shooting everywhere. And so we live in an imperfect world. We all know that, right? But God has commissioned for a group of people to be perfect. Now, if he commissioned a group of people to be perfect, he's got to make a way for us to be perfect. Now, perfect is not that I'm going to not miss one word today. I'm not going to, to misspeak a word. I'm not going to interject. Uh, it's just going to be perfect. No, that's not perfect. It's not when you go and get in a car and you go down the road and, and every stoplight turns to green. If that happens, praise the Lord. But, but if it don't, don't say, Lord, what's wrong? No, that's just human beings. That's what we were talking about yesterday. There is a part of us that's just human. We're just human. We live in a human body. We live in a human world. That is imperfect. And your body, according to flesh, is imperfect. The Bible tells us that. But when Jesus said, be therefore perfect, he had to make a way for us somewhere in our person, in our body, our spirit, or our soul, somewhere we've got to be perfect. Now, if you're born again today by the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are perfect in your soul. Actually, you're not perfect. You're God, and God is perfect. Okay? You're not a second person. You, are, you have a piece or a part of God. You have a piece or a part of the ocean. If it's just a spoonful, same chemicals as what was in the ocean. That great big four-fifths of the world is covered in water. If you've got a teaspoon of it, you've got all the elements that's in that whole ocean. Well, guess what? When you get born again, you get that teaspoon, or as Brother Ram tells us, that little button in your soul that is your light. As Brother Joe was talking about, We, the Bible tells us to be the light of the world. In this darkness of what this chaos of what's going on, it's just by the grace of God that you and I are sitting here today. How many of us can sit and testify that, that we were this far from dying? We were this close for somebody hitting us and killing us or, or, or me taking the wrong medicine or me going the wrong direction or everybody. If you think back in your life, there is at least one time in your life that you're like, I am glad that didn't happen or I'm glad I didn't go down that road or I'm glad I didn't do this, that or the other. So what was that? Oh, that was just luck. No, I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in luck. I believe in I believe in faith and the providence of God that give us a time. You know, gave us a time to do what? Today, make our choice. Today is the day of salvation. They told Moses, Moses said, choose you this day who you'll serve. Today. That's why today that, that I felt in my heart to have all these things. We, we, we're going to have communion and foot washing. That's one ordinance. Water baptism is a very important ordinance. Well, I just felt that maybe somebody wanted to be baptized. We baptized 20 of them in this church last year, and now we got five more. So, you know, praise the Lord for that. And, and, and baptism doesn't save you, but, buddy, I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll knock the devil between the eyes. When he starts talking to you, you can say, no, buddy, I died right there. I went into the water, and I died. That old me died, and I resurrected new to newness of life. And that's what I want us to see, not just at water. Water will never clean you. There's no way you can take enough water. You can't take that four-fifths of an ocean and try to clean yourself up. But God can take the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He can take fire and clean you up in a split second. Amen? Clean your life up. Oh, no, he's not gonna, you're not going to forget what you did. You're going to still remember that. But you know what? That gives why it gives you grace. Grace to remember. I was like the old black sister said, I'm not what I, not what I was. 
Not what I want to be, but I'm sure ain't what I used to be. All right? So we, we're changed. If we're going to tell you everybody's worried about a body change, and that's okay. I do too, especially as we get older. You younger ones are okay with that. But us older ones, you know, I was walking yesterday up those gravel steps, and I'm like, why do these people keep passing me? They're 20 years old, and they just jump up there. You know, Michael misses two rungs of the step, and he just, I used to do that. Not anymore. The curses took over a little bit more. But we're looking for a body change here now. We're looking for an inside change here now. Today we're looking for a body change inside you because there's a soul inside of you that's way more different, way more different than anything that, that you, you can't grab this and say, I want to make this. I want No, it's inside of you already. Today it's inside of you. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day you make a decision. Amen. Today is the day we rededicate ourselves. As we renew our vows to our spouse, let's renew our vows to our real spouse. Let's review our, our vows to the Lord Jesus and tell him, say, look, I've been a little bit dilatory. I've been a little bit um, standoffish or, or pulled away. And, you know, that's what happens in life. We all do that. We get mad. At, well, I'm, praise the Lord. I'm sorry, Jim. My wife's sitting right here. You go through battles. Don't talk to me. Don't preach, sister. <laughs> don't talk to me. I, I don't, don't talk to me right now. Leave me alone. We go through all that. I'm sorry. Well, pray for us. We'll be the first one in the altar. If y'all ain't having that kind of issue, then Lois. Oh, it's already. They've only been married three weeks, so. Lucas? Yeah, Lucas is smiling. His face is red, so I know there's been some kind of argument going on. About some silly something, too, so. Usually it's pretty silly. You know, same way with God. It's usually some silly something that you say. It's like we all say here, you know, the first thing when we start getting, uh, we get a little bit um, cold. What's the first thing we do? Instead of diving back into church and diving into the things that we do here, you you, you dive away from us. Well, that ain't going to help you. That's right. that ain't separation. That's why you don't want to do that. You want to get closer, and that's why the vow renewal today, I hope it brings us closer to our spouse, but I saw, also hope it takes us closer to the Lord Jesus, all right, <clears throat> that we do these ordinances. And like I said, we're human beings, though, but we can take these ordinances and say, Satan, this, I'm taking communion today because that's my Lord. He give us that commission before he left. To do these things and to wash feet. And he said, if you don't wash feet, you don't have no part with me. So we got to have foot washing and communion and then water baptism. And the waterway is the light today. Buried in the precious name of Jesus. Not in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Those are titles. Amen. So we know that. <clears throat> so anyway, so let's get started here. For, look at foreknowledge. Foreknowledge looks back and says that he foresaw this. And knows that's the reason he could tell what the end is from the beginning. We'll skip through that because, listen, what God saw, God saw that it, he would write a word that would never change. He can't change. Like I said before, if he loved you before, he's going to love you now because he foreknew that you would love him. But he had to love you first. Then he loved us enough to follow us down our life before we even got here. 
and see our imperfections and see the things that we're going to do and make a perpetuation, the Bible says, and we'll get to it in a minute, about this reconciliation. He reconciled us. What does that mean? That means repair our relationship with God and with our spouse. To reconcile is to bring it right back together to what it was before. And that's what God's wanting to do <clears throat> like he did in the Garden of Eden. He had perfect harmony with Adam and Eve. And, and uh, the first marriage ceremony there, God did it. The father brought the bride, handed it to the groom, and said, Here. And Adam said, She's mine. She's bone of my bone. She's flesh of my flesh. She's mine now. And I can fellowship with her. Of course, the old devil was there too, and he heard all that. So, and he's here today. So let's let's don't worry about it. But let's just keep on going, whether he's here or not. We know that God's here. Amen. All right. So now he's talking about making a choice. We're gonna choose you this day. Now remember, we didn't have a choice getting here. Everybody with me? We did not have a choice getting here. There's no way you could make yourself get here. So you had nothing to do with that. That had to be the providence of God. But God, foreknowing what you would do when you got here, it was really easy for him to put your mom and daddy together. Think how miraculous that was. 15, 20,000 little humans went out in conception. But only one. Only one. One egg comes down, one sperm comes down, they connect together, and here you are, and then God give you a soul. And he gave you a soul, and he's going to let you decide what to do with it. He didn't decide. You decide what to do with it. You have a choice. Now, watch what the prophet of God said. But if he made you thus, without you having anything to say, how much more can he, through his brooding, give you a choice? And you're on the basis of free moral agency. Everybody here today is on free moral agency. You can choose. Now... The children that are below the age of accountability, they're covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. But when they come to the age of accountability, you're a free moral agent, and God's going to start judging you at that moment. All right? So you can turn this down or you can accept it. To turn it down is to be lost and remain potash, calcium, and petroleum. But to accept it and have a new heart, a new spirit, and his spirit, part of the Logos in you controlling your emotions... And when he coos through his word, you coo back and answer to him by saying what? Amen. What? Amen. If y'all did a ball game, it'd be a lot lighter than that. This ought to be your favorite team right here. This ought to be your favorite team. You ought to come, you ought to, come to this stadium to watch this ball team take over. Amen. <clears throat> And if he raised him, raised me and brought me to what I am now without having a choice. In other words, you don't have a choice to get here. But now you do have a choice when you get here. Right. How much more will he raise us from the dust of the earth after we've made a choice? After we've made a choice. And he has brewed to us and we brewed back to him. We love him. Amen. See, that's why that we, we, we love our spouses as much as we can. But love... Filial love is conditional. You should love your wife or, or husband unconditionally, but you know what? There's conditions that every once in a while he sleeps on the couch and you sleep in the bedroom. What's some of y'all kids looking over at your parents for? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just look at kids. They'll tell you what's going on. In the... 
Now, you got to make a choice. That's what God put him here for. Jesus said, let every man's word be a lie and mine be truth. I wish I'd have had my granddaughter first. I wouldn't have had my kids. Now you've got to make up your mind. That's my grandbaby back there. Now you've got to make up your mind. You've got to make a choice. And this may be your last time to make a choice. Tomorrow may be too late. God might have chose you to eternal life. But if you don't make up your mind and accept it, somebody else will take your place. Wow. That's the sovereignty of God. He knew you wouldn't. Or he knew you would. But you've got to make the choice. You're, you gotta, you've got to, as Brother Tom Fallbush said, you've got to trigger your predestination. You've got to get into it and, and say, I accept you, Lord. And he said, yeah, I know. That's what I saw. Right. You know, I saw what I saw before the foundation of the world. That's why, you know, that's why I brought you here. That's why I brooded over you. You know, I brooded over everybody, but I knew you would accept it. Right. Same way with all of us. Now, we can skip through this, but back part in, the, in the back part of God's mind, somebody, we were talking about something the other day, that back part, that, you know, you, you see that, that's something that you keep your secrets in. You keep all your things inside of your brain up in that area, all right, according to science. But what did God do? He didn't want to just keep it in there. He wanted to release it. He wanted to tell us what his mind was because man has just scrupled this thing up so bad. So, well, the mind of God is the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, baptism. Uh, the mind of God is, is, you know, we don't have to go to church. And the mind of God is, we don't have to. That's not the mind of God. The mind of God is what the Bible says. And I just believe that. And I just believe that the, by the preaching of the Word of God that we see more of the mind of God. We enter into the mind of God. And then what happens with, <coughs> excuse me, what happens with Adam and Eve when they were in the garden? It was perfect harmony until sin took over. We know, but it was perfect harmony. It was a perfect Eden. As Brother Smiley was preaching last, week, last weekend, but there was a crushing blow came when Satan got in the picture. Three's a crowd. Amen. If they'd have stuck together and stayed together, if she'd have stayed behind her mate, this thing wouldn't happen. But you know what? God saw that. He allowed that to happen. He couldn't stop it. Why wouldn't you say, well, God could have stopped that? No, he couldn't. He had attributes inside of him that need to be expressed. As Brother Ram says right here, in order to let himself be expressed as God, he's got to be a savior. He's a healer. He's a redeemer. And without uh, something falling, they can't redeem it back. All right. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves and mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Sounds like we don't have a chance. Paul says, And such were some of you, but you are washed. Washed by what? Washed by the water of the word. You come in and you listen to the word of God and you listen to, 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 the, to, to Brother Brown speak and you listen to God speak to you. That's the most important thing. I want God to speak to me. It doesn't matter if he speaks through somebody, through the prophet or through somebody standing up here, but I want God to speak to me. All right? I want God to speak to me, and, and he will. All right? If he spoke lip to ear to Moses, he ought to be able to speak lip to ear to you and me. We're his children. And such were some of you. But you are washed, you're sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Second Samuel 22 says, God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. Amen. Philippians 2.15, that you may be blameless and harmless 
the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Genesis 17, 1 says, When Abram was ninety and nine, the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Remember, Abram had a lot of issues. Abram didn't do everything God told him to do. But God saw Abram turn into Abraham. And he gave him that name because of what he saw. He saw Abraham come to a place that he said, Almost like Eve, I mean, like Mary said, be it unto me according to thy word. He come to a place where he, he, Abram said, hey, unless you do something, God, that's the way I want us to be. We come to it. We all come to that place. We come to a place that, God, if you don't step on the scene, I, something's going to happen. But, but we want something to happen in our life. Uh, hey, there's not a lot of junk happens already. We want God to step in. And, and yesterday when, uh, when, when Lauren and, and, uh, Jill were were um, dancing. It, it just makes you. It just makes you see that I hate the devil. I hate that demon of cancer. I hate that. I hate. I hate that it's tearing people apart. But there's a God that heals. Amen. There's a God that will keep you. He'll sustain you. You just got to keep holding on. He that endureth to the end shall be saved. Amen? We'll read that maybe in just a minute. He that endureth. you got to endure some of this, even as we're, we're not going to get to it because it's eleven sixteen now. It's getting close time to close. But he gave us apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists for the perfecting of the saints. In other words, as we were talking about yesterday, perfecting means completely furnished or equipped he he equipped adam and he equipped eve and he equips you and me if we're born again but he equipped them with an ability to be the to be together all right because adam and eve were literally one person all right dna wise they were one now you and i as close to our spouse as we are we can't be because of the fall that's what separated us and we had to come from this mother and father over here and this mother and father over here and be joined together all right but god told him i'm or jesus told him in the in the new testament he said what god joined together let no man put us under and we'll talk about that this afternoon but to be perfect is to be completely furnished you and i have been equipped with what we need to combat the devil, to combat the world, all these things that sometimes we feel like it beat us down. God promised to give us the equipment, and he did. He gave us the Holy Ghost, number one, to give us guidance. Then he gave us the Word of God that everything, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. What a powerful little bitty sentence. Don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to crawl up a wall or do penance or, or, or you, know, go, you know, go through a bed of nails. Resist him. Amen. Say, get out of here. Right. Leave us alone. But we've got to have patience. Patience with God to do what he said he'd do and then patience with each other. All right? <clears throat> so we'll not get to it, but let's... Let's talk about reconciliation just for a minute. Because he gave us a word of reconciliation to reconcile us back. 
And that's what's happening now. Then he gave us a message of reconciliation. This message that the prophet brought us in the end time is to reconcile us back to the faith of the fathers that was in Jude that was once delivered to the saints, which is this statue of a perfect man or... Second Peter 1, add to your faith virtuous. It's an adding. We're adding these things to us. And I believe some of us, some of us have done that. We've added to our faith. But you've got to know what that virtue is. You've got to know what that knowledge is. That's not have anything to do with the world. Right. You can be the smartest man in the world. You know, Einstein was the smartest man in the world, but if he wasn't born again, you know where he's going to end up? Not in heaven. Smartest man in the world. Richest man in the world. Bezo or whoever whoever it is now that's the richest man in the world. That's not going to buy him salvation. I love the 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 the, the uh, when Jesus comes and tells the parable and tells them says, "Hey, Lazarus the beggar made it. Rich young ruler didn't. He was in hell trying to buy some water with his riches. Remember, he said, come and bring.'" And, and Lazarus is just laying over there, they, the Bible says, in the bosom of Abraham, and he's just having a good time. Amen? Let's be like a beggar. Amen. Brother Bram said, I've tried to have patience. 33 years, patience. Women still bob their hair, just the same. But have patience. Just have patience. If you ain't got it, don't try to build on it. See, it's not just, it's not just having worldly patience. You have to have patience that goes beyond what somebody says, well, just be patient. No, you got to really be patient. I mean, real patience, like, like, and I don't know Regina doesn't mind, but Regina's sitting there going, well, I want Kendrick to be sitting here beside me, and I want him to be, you know, with his wife and, and grandbaby, and I want him to be praising the Lord. Have patience. Uh, I was talking, we were talking this morning, Jim and I were talking, there, there's a slot in time that we got to come to. Brother Dale preached on matching pieces years and years ago. There's a slot of time we got to come to that God saw us come to that time. And before that, it's like Brother Brown said, there's scrap heaps of ministers and Christians that are, that are on, laying on the side of the road that tried to make something happen. All right, now listen, though, there's a fine line, and we'll close right here. There's a fine line between laying back and letting something happen and making something happen. We don't want to be lazy. Like I said before, if you need a job, we'll pray for you to get a job. But I promise you one thing. Jesus is not going to come to your house while you're sitting on the couch playing your video games. Hello, somebody. And he's going to go, hey, I got you a job. No. You're going to go out and you're going to strive and you're going to put your best forward. And you're going to say, God, help me say Have you ever done that? God, help me say the right thing so that that man will give me a job. Or that woman. Amen? Say, Lord. Even the Bible tells us that if we go before magistrates and judges, and what the Scripture says, don't rehearse your speech. That's why sometimes it's best that we don't rehearse our sermons. Really? Because you want God to speak anyway. Because listen, when he speaks, he is exactly 100% correct. 100% perfect. 100% on spot. And you know what? If you don't get that job, guess what? God's no's are the best yeses you'll ever get. Sometimes, but you know what? Um, Michael, you know, especially being a young man, and I was too, 
You say, man, if I can get this job, all right, everybody with me, just for a minute, then we'll, then we'll close. Everybody, let's stand our feet, come on. But I, got, I, I know this is it. I feel it because it's more money. Well, that ain't what you got to put first. You're, you're wrong already. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Lord, will that job impact my going to church, my worshiping? Will that job impede me from doing the things I need to do for you first? Because we've seen many times that we've, as Brother Brown says, we've been train wrecks. Scrap heaps of ministers and us on the side of the road. But you know what you got to do? Get up off your can and start over. Life lesson, I'm sorry. 175, I guess. But these these virtues are to help you be a better Christian, though. You can be a good person out in the world and die and go to hell. You can be a good person and go to church and die and go to hell. But you can't have the new birth. You can't be born again by the Spirit of God and have His soul inside of your soul and go to hell. You can't. Ha- that can't happen. Ain't going to happen. Devil, they, listen... There can be 7 billion devils just like that Satan himself. If you get born again, can't touch you. Can't touch your soul. So guess what? Let's get that let's get that settled. Get God in your soul, not just not just a good feeling or I'm in the message and I'm going to go, you know, sit in the church and no, I want to get born again so that God can speak to me and then what? Use me. Use me to do something for somebody else. Amen? I, I, I don't want to do this job for me. I do it for you. All ministers do that. All ministers are ministers that minister their what? Their aid to you. Not to their self, but their aid to you. And that's the way God uses us. So uh, we love you with the love of the Lord. Um, we're, we're, we're good. We're on time. What we'll do is, is after we take communion, before we go downstairs, we'll let Sister Beverly come up and give her testimony if that's okay. Just for a few minutes, and then we'll go downstairs and do our foot washing. And then after that, we'll just be dismissed. Eat your lunch, whatever you need to do, and then we'll come back here at 2 o'clock. Is everybody with me? Just when you get finished, going down, we'll let her give her testimony. Sister's going downstairs. Wash feet. We'll wash feet here. We'll close the service out, and then we'll just go, flow right into the to having lunch or whatever you're going to do. And then we'll get ready at 2 o'clock. We'll come back, have singing. We'll have, I'll, I'll exhort just a little bit on vows and, and water baptism and stuff, and then we'll have that service starting at maybe 2.30 or so, if everybody's okay with that. And like I said, if you need a, if you need a flower arrangement or, or a bouquet, uh, Jim's got some beautiful ones down there. So let's read First Corinthians. Now, this is an open uh, communion. Anybody, we don't refuse communion for anyone because it's up to you to know whether you're eligible or not. We don't make you eligible. You do. All right. For I have received of the Lord. This is First Corinthians. I think he's got it up there. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do and remember me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, said, This cup is the New Testament. There had to be a testator die. To make a New Testament. 
But it's not just a New Testament that's written by bulls and goats and lambs. It was a New Testament in God's blood. His own blood. The life that was in that blood is going to come back on the believer, and that's what I was talking about today. That's what makes you perfect. You can't make yourself perfect. All right? You'll go crazy trying to make yourself perfect. But let God... Let God, just get in the Bible. Just read your scripture. Just just listen. Just listen to the, the ministry that, that, that speaks to you. That'll make you perfect. Amen. Establish, settle. Scripture's what scripture says. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. That's an ordinance that we do every month. We, we get ourselves clean and we get ready to take communion. And we do that once a month. And that's, that's our church. Every church sovereign. They can do what they want to, but we do it every month. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. That's what we want to do. Everybody examine their self. Don't examine. Well, now, if, if, if Brother Tony will get right, I'll take, no, you get right. Let Brother Tony worry about him. You worry about yourself. Don't worry about somebody else. And don't be looking around. Well, I wonder why they ain't taking communion. Maybe because of you. Well, anyhow. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. What is the Lord's body? It's us. All right, that's what I just said. Don't worry about somebody else. You got your own. You got your own Holy Ghost. All right, or not? So you deal with that. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you. Many sleep. See if you miss, you see what happens. All right. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. I want to preach on that maybe one day, but not today. We've got to, don't have time. But when we are judged. All right, well, we judge by the Word, not by, the, not by an individual. We judge by the Word of God, all right? But when we are judged, we look in the Word of God, we are chastened by the Word of God, chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. In other words, we won't be judged like the world's being judged, but we will be judged as we come here to church and be Christian. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. If any man hunger, let him eat at home, that you come not together unto condemnation. The rest will I set in order when I come. We don't want condemnation. We want reconciliation. Amen. All right? We want to reconcile everything today. We want to reconcile. Bring everything back to zero. Re-up. Start over. Do whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. Today should be the day that you have a chance to do that. So just for a moment, <clears throat> let's have a silent word of prayer. Uh, praying for, uh, Brother Brown said, pray for your pastor, pray for your church. And then pray that we get our hearts right. Spell. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Bible said he took bread and blessed it. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this bread was made with holy hands. It was made the correct way, Lord. We'll take it tonight and destroy it. Won't hold it over because there'll be new word tomorrow, just as there was new manna in the wilderness. Father, we pray now, though, that this will go into our body. And, Lord, we'll remember you, Lord, how they laid the stripes on your back. They tore into your flesh with those cat of nine tails, and they drove nails in your hands and marred your, your wonderful body. But, Lord, you did that so that we wouldn't have one. 
that our body would not be marred, Lord, when we get a, take a change and go over in the rapture, Father. We'll have a glorious body like you. Lord, I thank you for this. I ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Could you imagine, you know, I mean, some people, I'm sure they were rebels in, uh, in the camp because they, weren't, they were a mixed multitude. And God instructed the Israelites, said, look, I'm going to rain this food down from heaven, all right, every day, every morning. You pick it up, and on, and on Friday, you need to pick up twice. I'm going to send you double. Look how gracious the Lord was. He didn't make them do without. He gave them double. But he said, don't you pick it up on Saturday which is their Sabbath, all right? Don't pick it up, because if you do, you're going to die, and there'll be wiggle tails in it. If you hold it over, no, nope, don't put it in the fridge. Don't even put it in the freezer. It ain't going to do you any good, because the Word of God is fresh every day. You get new revelation every single day. And, and I was reading, I believe it was yesterday, I think, or maybe a little bit before that, where Brother Bram said, we live. In other words, we live and thrive on revelation. That's not an exact quote, but it's close enough. I know we do because when I get a revelation, I live on it. Um, man should not live by bread alone, but by what? Every revelation that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this wine. It's been prepared, Lord, and it gets better and better with age, Father, just as the Word of God and the Holy Ghost stimulates us every day, Father. I pray that you bless it, Lord, and sanctify it to our people in Jesus' name. Amen. Come morning, I'll walk by the river. I'll rest neath the evergreen tree. I'll carry my cross through the midnight. Come morning, there's glory for me. Sometimes I'm the old world gets a hold of us and rejected, but not by God. And I question, oh Father, how long? Then I take one more look at Mount Calvary. Never forget what Calvary did for us. And it gives me the strength to go on. Come morning, I'll walk. That's one of the most peaceful songs. Because it's a reality to us, Brother John. There's one day when we're going to cross over. We're going to sit in green grass. That's the softest grass you've ever sat on in your life. And you're not going to have to get up and be in a hurry to go do this and that and the other. You can just sit there and enjoy the breeze. No trials. No tribulations. We know we got to go through a little bit of it here because it tests us, tests our patience. Godliness, the Bible says, we'll get to sometime, maybe next Sunday. Godliness with contentment. That's what that song is to me. Every time I sing that song, it just brings a peace. Come morning, I'll walk by a river. I'll rest beneath the evergreen tree. But I'll carry my cross here. But come morning, there's glory for me. You know, Martin Luther went to sleep one night, 
He's going to wake up the next morning. What's time? There ain't no time over there. He'll just go to sleep. They just go to sleep and wake right up, come right back here. We'll have a wonderful time. Listen, we can take communion then for three and a half years. We'll be able just to shout, have fun, take communion, have the best wine, have the, have the I, I say the, the wine that's better than the one that when he created in Canaan. Because they said that was good wine. Best wine, he said, in the house. You know what? It was created. That wine was created from water. Water and wine don't mix. <laughs> it just doesn't. You love the Lord? He's good to us, isn't he? He's good to all of us. We, we bind together, bind our hearts together, and uh, we appreciate all the, the brothers and sisters and all the things that, we, that everybody does. Um, all the support thank you all right everybody protect They may be seated as they start taking up the uh, taking up the uh, wine glasses. And Sister Beverly, if you want to come on and and uh, give us your testimony, we'll turn the blue one on, Josh, please. Sure, appreciate our sister. Amen. Good to see her smiling face. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise Amen. Lord. It's good to be here. Amen. I'm standing here as a witness for the, to, to Christ, as a, res, a resurrected Christ. I'm a witness, and I'm bubbling. It is so, it's, I'm so bubbling up right now. That's right. It's Amen. Bubbling. Amen. I can, I'm glad I can say I'm one of them. Amen. You know, a few years ago, sometimes te- some testimonies kind of, I'm shame about, but I have to tell the truth, regardless of what. Man. Now, my husband, he was drinking a lot and doing things out there in the 2020s, those years. So we moved from, we wasn't living in Atlanta then. So he got a cat from here and we moved to Baltimore 2003, right? So he decided to get detox. He went to hospital and he, he won something, but... Sent him to a rehab about two hours away. And he bought his cat here. And he loved his cat very much. And that time, he left the cat back with me and my family to take good care of. And my daughter, you know, she took the cat for a ride. And when she got to the store, she took the cat out and he jumped and disappeared. So I had to tell my husband now, look, the cat is missing. And he was very upset. So anyway, a few months weeks later it was time for him to graduate and the family sent a letter for me to come to the graduation so when I went there now before I went he told me to look real nice so I decided to say well okay I'm gonna get my ear fixed in my mind I went and put dye in my ear jet black I forgot to wear gloves so my fingernail was all black 
I couldn't sleep all night. So my eyes begin to look bad and red. Mm. And now, that morning now, because I have to drive two hours away, I decide to um, take my shoes. I grab two nice pair of shoes, put in a bag. I said, when I be, be five minutes away, I'm going to go to a service station and get dressed. When I went to the service station that morning, I drove and I went there. I took my shoes out in the bag. I went to the restroom. It was two different shoes I had in a bag. And at that time, I was driving the car to drive two hours away. But it was too, too rugged, tore up, dirty-looking old flip-flop. I couldn't wear the shoes when I get here, so I decided to keep the dirty, ugly-looking flip-flop. And when I go into the bag, I couldn't even comb my ear. It was wet still and dropped down. It didn't look right. When I walk up to the bit to play, drive to the place now, I'm five minutes away. I went in there. My husband said, Beverly, how come your ear look like that? You need to do something to your ear. You don't want nobody to see, see me with you. What, what you do when your finger is so black? Your eyes red. You're looking terrible. Where's your shoes? I was like, oh, my gosh. I was so ashamed and humiliated. So bad. So at that time, I said, no, nobody see me looking, walking with him. My fingernail black, so on my finger like this. And he disappeared. He told me, go to the bathroom and do something to my hair. I couldn't get my hair right for nothing. I went to the building. He, disappeared. he went in the building and left me. He said, no, nobody see me with him. I went in the building. About two, 300 people is in there. Family member for the, for the clients, you know. I couldn't find him. I spotted him way down. So I went and I would sit right by him. You know, when I sit by him now, the old, the um, the officers of the place called the people to stand up and say what they have to say. And they called, they said, Miss Beverly, we want you to stand. They said, do you have anything to say? I said, oh, yes. All of a sudden, I went up there and I stand on the speaker. I said, they said, what do you want to say, Miss Beverly? Because they was humiliated. My husband was telling them about the cat, that he left the cat for me to take care and I called him talking about the cat missing. People, it was a bunch of noise. Now people say, oh, the cat is like a child, you know, if they leave their child with their husband or their wife or whoever it was. And they called, say they're missing. Or they left, left the husband or the wife. They were saying all sort of things. I was so shame and humiliated. So when I stood up, now I hold my finger like this, I'm shame. My finger really black, you know, my nails. And I walked, I stand right by the microphone. And something happened. I stood up and I said, First of all, I'd like to introduce Jesus Christ to you all. Amen. And when I said that, the whole place got so quiet, <laughs> you could drop a pin on the ground and hear it. Yeah. Something, the Holy Spirit came down in the building. Everybody got quiet and began to testify. The, the host of the place said, God is with you, man. Do what God said do. My husband shall testify now. I said, yes, God is with her. She, the Lord bless her with gifts. And she tell me things before it happened that he... Being a witness, seeing all those things come to pass. Amen. At first, Amen. he didn't have nothing to do with me. He didn't want to walk with me. Now, so I dismissed now. The people said, Miss Beverly, I want you to come back. We have three days to come. I feel like I would never come back. I said, no, I will not. They said, please come back. We want you back here. So I, I'm saying, no, I'm not coming back. At that time, no, my husband saw only man and taking me to the cafeteria now. <laughs> Walking with me. I want everybody to see. And I, he said, Beverly, I want you to come back. I said, no, I'm not coming back. I'm too shame and humiliated of what all was going on. <laughs> so all night, the Lord dealing with me to go back. So he didn't know I'm coming, so I decided to come. And when I went there now, I saw him looking out. I got out of the car. He was so happy to see me. He said, Miss Beverly. He said, no, I'm saying, Beverly, I'm so happy you came. Now the people are going to see that you're not weak. <laughs> uh. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
to see me back again. And Marvin said he couldn't sleep all night. He was walking back and forth, and the guys must comfort him and encourage him. And he, he couldn't help. He was feeling terrible. God was really working on him all night. Mm. Amen. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying, oh, God is so real. Amen. He'll come and he's seen. Right. He didn't, I mean, I was looking horrible, and God still come. Right Amen. there. Amen. When you look like that, it doesn't matter how look. It's God with you, it's with you. No matter wherever you go, he's with you. Amen. 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 That's right. So I thank Amen. the Lord. Amen. She always been that matter of fact. Thought she was. That's good. I like that. I got a mama like that. All right, let's. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, let me read this, and then we'll then we'll uh, we'll pray with Brother Boyd. Okay. <clears throat> and we'll read the uh, foot washing scripture and then we'll do that, okay? <clears throat> Supper being ended, the devil having put in the heart of Judas this carrot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he was come from God and he went to God, he rises from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith it was girded. I'm sure... They probably had never seen that before. They're seeing somebody they call the master. They call they called him the one, you know, the chosen one. He's the Messiah. He's pouring water in a bucket and getting ready to wash their feet. I'm sure they had a little bit of uh, reservation. I'm sure uh, we know Peter did, but I'm sure the rest of them were thinking that Peter was just one like me. He's just one to say that because they're all were like, "Hey, wait a minute!" And Jesus kind of calmed them down. He said, "Look," he said, "Watch." Said after that he poured water in a basin and he was going to wipe their, wash their feet, wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter and Peter said unto him, Lord, does thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said, What I do thou knowest not now. He knew they didn't. He knew he he discerned everything that was going on in that room. But thou shalt know hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus said, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him, therefore he said, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet, he had taken his garment and was set down. He said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Asking them a question. You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you ought also to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy. Happy. Everybody say happy. Happy are ye if you do them. Let's be happy doing this. All right, Brother Boyd, if you want to come, we'll... Well, uh, we know the struggle that they've been with Brother, Brother Howell, and so he wants to uh, bring us all together and, and pray for him. So uh, you want to take a prayer cloth or? Okay. All right. Brother Terrence. Terrence, come on and. Uh, the one you're going down. Yeah, hang on a minute. Brother Dale. Okay. 
All right, let's all lay hands on our brother. We know what's going on, so let's just pray. Hmm? Oh, okay, okay. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, there's a lot of decisions to be made. And Lord, we've known Brother Hal ever since we were, were a small kid. And Lord, he stood for you, Father, all those years and was an example, Lord, of Christianity to many, many people. Now, Lord, I pray that we... As the bride of Jesus Christ and his representatives of you, Lord, we stand here, Lord, and ask you, Father, to grant him, Lord, some sort of peace, Father. And, Lord, you said you would give us the peace that pass all understanding. Lord, as he stood for you all these years, I pray that today, right now, you would stand for him, Lord. Stand with him and Sister Janet, Brother Boyd, the different things. They're going to have to make a long journey in the car, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that everything will go, that Prince of Peace will just saturate that car. And, Lord, we'll get a good report that everything was fine. Father, these things we, sometimes we don't understand, but we have to go through them in our life, Lord, to strengthen us. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless Brother Hal, Lord. Give him peace, Father, whatever it is that's, that's making him uh, nervous and upset. Father, I pray that you'd take that away from him. Right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for these things, Lord. As this prayer cloth is laid on our brother and when put in the car, Lord, I pray that everything will be a good report will come back from every bit of this, Father. We pray these things in the name of the Lord Jesus, our great healer. Our great Prince of Peace, our Redeemer, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Known Brother Hal since we was just kids. He's always stood for the Lord, been faithful here. So let's be faithful in praying for him. Amen. So let's bow our heads as we get ready to dismiss. Just pray for Brother Boyd and Sister Janet. For those of you that read on WhatsApp, they're going to have a, uh, that's a long way from here for Brother Hal to be in a car. So we pray that the peace will come into that car. And everything will be everything will be fine. There's motions you have to go through as we get older. We're we're all getting older, and there's different things. But the Lord can soften every bit of that. We know He's the Prince of Peace. Let's pray. And when we dismiss, sisters, go downstairs, and then just uh, don't be trying to make your uh, meals until everybody's finished. Let's get finished with everything. Be real reverent. Uh, then you can start cooking your meals, and and we'll come downstairs when we're finished. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this portion of the service. Lord, we're standing here, Lord, totally insufficient to help our brother, but you can. Lord, I pray that you would be with Janet too, Lord. We know it's just taxing on her and she gets all kind of headaches and gets nervous, Lord. I pray that you'd comfort her also. And Brother Boyd too, Lord, is his, as that's his spouse, Lord. That's his part of him, Father, and he, he hurts when she hurt and and we all should do that. We should hurt when our spouse hurts. And we should cry when our spouse cries and laugh when they laugh. Father, I pray that you'd give us comfort here, Lord. As this church, Lord, we bind together for our brother. And anyone that has any issues, there's a lot of older ones. Uh, brother John Durrett's dad, different ones come to our mind, Lord. Uh, Sister Mary Darty's in the hospital, Lord. Sister Johnny called, and she's been in the hospital, and and the ones that are older, that, are, that, that we can't get to sometimes, Lord, you can. And we pray that you would go and, and comfort each one, Father. We pray that you'd be with us in the furtherment of this service. Be with us, Lord, in the part of where foot washing. And, Lord, taking a few minutes off to eat a bite and then coming back at 2 o'clock, I pray that you'd bless us, Lord, in the services to come. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. You're dismissed. Sisters downstairs, men stay up here.